the next of the parameters we will introduce is forbearance. Sometimes it's introduced as patience. And this is enduring the negativities of others. And also the things that other people do that make us feel anxious or unhappy, or that maybe we just feel that we don't have time for it and we lose our patience about it. And usually we do this begrudgingly. However, this practice of forbearance and patience is that of tolerating what people do and tolerating with kindness. It's not an action that we consider to be such a hardship or burden, that we have great patience and forbearance in practicing and propagating the Dharma and following the Dharma courageously. Through the practice of patience and forbearance, we are able to eliminate our negative emotions. We also develop the ability to maintain a stable and calm and tranquil state of mind, especially when there are things that are going on that would have normally ruffled our feathers before, especially before we might have got very anxious or angry or upset when we found ourselves in these types of situations. It's quite easy to practice forbearance when our life is going well, when things are going well. However, are we able to do it when life is difficult, when we're experiencing challenges and hardships, or in the cases where you are in great physical pain? As they say, it's easy to practice when you've got the sun shining on your back. However, can you do it when you're all cold and hungry and feel uncomfortable? The other day I was wanting to do some translations and there's a dog here that barks and when it barks, it barks continuously for 10 to 15 minutes, which is usually not a problem. However, when I want to translate and record the translations, it's not possible to work. And then I start getting a little bit frustrated and I think, well, for such a small thing and I'm getting frustrated, nobody's hurting me, nobody's really harming me or saying horrible things to me. And still I get frustrated. What is my practice going to be like if somebody is really shouting at me or reprimanding me or saying negative things or hurting me? What sort of practice of patience and forbearance will I have then? There's an example in the time of Buddha and one of his students, Purna, was going to go to a place which is meant to be quite hostile towards the monastics. When the monastics used to go to places like this, sometimes they used to get verbally abused and even sometimes physically abused. Before Puna was going to go, Buddha thought he would just check to see if Puna was okay and would be able to handle any abuse that might arise when he was there. He asked Puna what he would do if he went to these places and they abused him. And if they abused him, verbally and Puna answered I would rejoice and Buddha asked how is it that you would rejoice and he said I would think how fortunate I am that they are not beating me with sticks they are only using their words to verbally try and harm me I'll be full of joy and rejoice and Buddha asked again what would you do if they beat you with sticks and Puna answered I would rejoice and Buddha said how so and Puna answered, because 
they would only be beating me with sticks, not stabbing me with knives. And again, then Buddha asked, well, what would you do if you were being stabbed by the knives and they were killing you? And so the questioning carried on. Gradually, we can train to master ourselves so that we may be like these great Buddhas and Bodhisattvas, so that when other people are affecting us or harming us, no matter what happens to us, whether they're harming us physically or verbally, that we maintain a state of forbearance and compassion and of kindness. And in this way, negative karmic seeds of anger or hatred or blame or revenge won't arise in our mind stream. What we are doing is turning our way of thinking upside down. How would we react normally if somebody physically or verbally abused us? We would probably be very upset, hurt, maybe retaliate, be angry with them. However, now what are we doing? We're practicing forbearance, we're practicing patience, we're maintaining a mind of understanding and of kindness and we maintain a calm and stable and tranquil state of mind and how does this help us is that if we retaliated in anger any negative actions of body speech and mind would generate negative karma from which we would experience the suffering in future lives in addition when we react when we say something or we do something to the other person, then there's a possibility that we get into a big fight or a big argument. And then sometimes it's like a big explosion. And then we say or do all sorts of things that we regret later. We say things that we wanted to say and things that we didn't expect that we would say. And then also is we keep this anger perpetuating. Now this person feels hurt again, and so they have these negative seeds planted in their mind stream that makes them unhappy again, and then maybe they, in future, will be upset with us or want to get revenge or blame us for something. And in addition, the seeds of negative karma of anger are also planted in their mind stream. On the contrary, if we just stay calm and tranquil and peaceful, then we won't enter into these actions of body, speech and mind. We won't react. And then maybe they get a little bit bored of reprimanding us or hurting us. And I think this is the case for bullies as well. It's only fun if they get some kind of reaction out of us. It's no fun trying to tease somebody who's just not interested or who doesn't react. In addition, by not saying anything or not doing anything in response, you're not creating any negative karma. And you're not creating karmic seeds or negative karmic seeds between yourselves. Of course, to be able to do this, you have to be able to maintain your own stability of mind, a tranquil and peaceful mind. It's not a practice of bottling up and pushing down all our anger and unhappiness so that sometime in the future it all explodes and all comes out at once. And we can apply this also to situations where people are talking. However, what they're saying is not necessarily correct, and we know it's not correct. 
how do we usually react? We usually say, no, this isn't correct, or you're wrong. And then sometimes the other person feels upset. Sometimes we don't have to correct them. Sometimes we can just say, yes, 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 okay. And uh, in that way, they feel happy and they sleep well and you sleep well. If there is something that is really incorrect and it might be harmful or dangerous in what they're saying, then of course, by all means, correct them or find the, op the right opportunity to correct something that you feel needs to be corrected. And also through our practice and understanding our negative emotions, we understand other people's negative emotions much better. And also in that way, we also have or are able to practice tolerance and forbearance and patience in a much better way. In another instance, in the travels of Buddha, he was busy meditating and there was a local who came to him and started abusing him, shouting at him, hurling all sorts of abuses at him. And he did this for about half an hour and Buddha remained there in meditation, unmoving. And this man carried on. He carried on for another hour, another two hours, and still Buddha was unmoved. Eventually, he got or felt exhausted and sat down and then he asked Buddha, how come is it that you haven't reacted? I've hurled all of these abuses at you and I've done it for hours and you haven't reacted once. You haven't said anything once. How come is it that you've been able to remain calm and tranquil? And Buddha said, well, I haven't accepted anything that you have said. And this man asked, I don't really understand. And Buddha said, well... If you have some coins and you offer them to me and I don't take them, I don't accept them, whose coins are they? Are they mine? And the man said, no, I suppose they're still with me. And Buddha said, likewise, all of those abuses, all those verbal assaults that you made, I didn't accept them. So they didn't affect my state of mind. And this really is true in many cases. It's only when we take what other people say to mind that it causes us unhappiness and hurts us, or we feel hurt. People can put food in front of us, then it's our choice. Do we want to eat it or not? We can try it, and then if we want it, we can eat it. If we don't, we don't have to eat it. This is our choice. There's also the case with Buddha. When Mara sent his attacks on Buddha, everything that came Buddha's way just turned to flowers. Similarly, if somebody is abusing you verbally, saying many things that are hurtful, maybe very cutting, no matter how sharp they are, if your mind remains calm and tranquil, what effect do they have over you? And we can apply this practice of patience and forbearance in our speech as well. We can do this with ourselves so often. So often we talk when it's not meaningful. Sometimes we just talk because we think it's necessary to talk, but often we don't have to. There's one saying of Buddha that says, 
only talk when what you have to say is more valuable than silence. Just like when we give people a gift to give the gift, we consider very carefully whether they will like the gift, whether it's going to be useful, whether it's of value. Likewise as well, as soon as we open our mouth, it is a gift. And so take great care on what we gift other people with our speech. And people that are impatient, sometimes it's very difficult to get along with them. We might feel agitated or anxious around them or get upset easily around them. It might be very difficult to deal with them. However, those people who are patient and have forbearance, it's very easy to be around them. This practice of forbearance is very valuable. It is, however, a difficult practice to master. It takes time and we must realize this. Be patient with ourselves, have forbearance towards ourselves. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, there's going to be good times and difficult times. Try and treat all of them with forbearance, with flexibility and be accommodating to what might happen in life. Many unexpected things happen. It is really of great benefit to practice patience and forbearance with others. And who provides us with the greatest opportunity to practice? Other sentient beings. So we hold them in greatest of gratitude for this great opportunity to practice forbearance when it arises. Likewise with meditation. Meditation takes time. We need to be patient with ourselves. We're not going to succeed straight away. And hence it's very important to be patient with ourselves, to be understanding with ourselves. And this is often a very big problem with people who are practicing meditation. They don't have patience, they don't have forbearance. After a while they get bored, they get distracted, they don't want to sit there looking after thought, after thought as it arises and disappears, and then they go and find somebody else to disturb and annoy. And the best realization of patience or forbearance is if that you realize the true nature of mind and you abide in the state of Rigpa when you realize the illusory nature of things. And if we develop patience and understanding in dealing with transforming our own afflictive emotions, I believe that we will also develop patience and understanding when dealing with other people when they get involved with their afflictive emotions.